With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the tour report from secret golf well this week our tour report is going to be a little bit different because it's going to be difficult for us to make picks for the president's cup but we're going to give you our big tournament preview and then we'll kind of dive into the teams and we're going to look back on a little bit of history as well elk um, i like the fact that you're wearing your yellow today oh yeah team allegiance diane australia uh, of course plays a big part in the President's Cup. Uh, we have Adam Scott playing for us this week. We lost a couple by the live people. I was watching Golf Channel to try to catch up on some of this, and they were talking about, uh, you know, Leishman, Answer, uh, Joaquin Neiman off our team, and, and also the American teams. Like, they don't need any more uh, weaponry over there on that side. But, um, of course, I'm here with you today in yellow well, we're going to dive into the President's Cup this year. We'll talk about the impact that Liv's had on the teams, good and bad, because um, there's a lot of guys that are on both teams who maybe would not be there had it not been for the Liv guys not being able to play. So we'll kind of dive into that. We have to start by talking about last week at the Fortinet Championship. And not that I want to brag, but opening the brand new season with a win. <laughs> I was texting with you. I caught caught the last hole of the event. I was getting ready to watch Danny Willett hit a 60-yard wedge shot in there to two feet, and then Max Honmer came out short. You never know what's going to happen in these tournaments, but Max Honmer pitched the ball into the hole for a birdie. All, all um, Danny Willett had to do was sink a, a four-foot putt or a three-and-a-half-foot putt yeah. to win the tournament. Two putts puts him in a playoff, and he three-putted. It was mind-boggling and felt very bad for him. Max Honmer, of course, represents for tonight, so that was great for him, second win in a row. Puts him in great form, great position to come to Quail Hollow this week. But now it's just one of those endings. I don't know if I've ever seen a more shock at the end of a golf tournament in a long time. I, I was 
Like I gasped out loud twice and um, I had Max as my outright favourite at 16 to 1 and when, you know, I love the 18th being a par 5 anyway, like it just adds to the drama and when we, when Max put his second shot in the bunker and then didn't get up onto the green, obviously as you said he chipped in for birdie but Danny Willett had 3 foot 7, he had 2 putts to take it to a playoff and he 3 putted from inside four feet to throw away. But I said to my husband, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna come so close this week. I'm gonna have Max, one of my picks, finishing second, and Taylor Montgomery, another one of my picks, he was my one to watch, finishing third. <laughs> and then, of course, the drama unfolded, but um, very good for Davis Love the Third, who's the US captain this week at the President's Cup, because the only member of Team USA that was playing in Napa went on to win the tournament. So great for him. Not so reassuring for Trevor Immelman, who's captaining the international side this week. Yeah, it's a, you know, that very good for you. I mean, we we do very well with our picks over here at Secret Golf. It's a bit of a formula that we put together, and it's working very nicely for us. Um, you know, of course, we study who does well at that tournament over the last, you know, dozen or so years, put it all together and, and take all the knowledge and all the inside stuff that we know. And it's working very well for us. I wish, I hope you have a formula for me this week, Diane, that mixed in together for my international team, because honestly, to be honest with you, before we even get into this, I could take the European Ryder Cup team, the Live Golf Tour and the international team, push them together and take the best combinations out of them still may not beat this powerhouse US team that's stacking up this week. This is probably the best team the United States has had. I told you two years ago, or was it three when you were at Whistling Straits with your European team <laughs> that Europe, Euros may not win it, may not win a Ryder Cup for quite a while with this squad that we have that I'm looking at right now here. American teams since the fifties when Hogan was on the team and, and Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, this is the most stacked team I've ever seen. They got the triple whammy going for them this week, Diane. I told you that about this during the week. Triple whammy is great players in great form on a course they know. And that's the triple whammy that the U.S. has this week. Um, it's going to be tough, but hey, I'm here, to, I'm here to talk about it all. And they also have the President's Cup record, which out of 13 editions of this contest, the US team has won 11 of them. One was a draw, and the only international win came in 1998 at Royal Melbourne when you were part of the winning team. And you talk about the triple whammy, but as you told me, back in 98, it was the international team that had the triple whammy. Triple whammy in 98, we had a great team, um, good, uh, you know, good team chemistry, but more than, more importantly, the U.S. team's uh, captain by Jack Nicholas, none other than my idol, captaining the U.S. team at Royal Melbourne. They didn't know, have a clue how to play Royal Melbourne. Very windy conditions the whole week that week. Craig Parry, who's one of the, you know, let's, let's, let's call it the way it is, you know, a mid-range player on the U.S. tour. When he went to Australia, went 5-0, and with uh, Shigeki Mariyama, they uh, they were five and zero together. Very hard to beat Craig Parry in Australia because he hits the ball so straight and low. And playing at Royal Melbourne, you have to know the angles like playing a game of chess. And we were able to come out victorious. We had Frank Nobolo and Greg Turner, two New Zealanders, were on our team. And for example, when the when the matches started, Peter Thompson, five time British Open champion, was our captain. He sent we sent the New Zealanders out first because. 
the American TV and Jimmy Roberts and everyone at NBC said that the Americans were probably going to win on this big course, Royal Melbourne, that's long and, you know, all this stuff. And we, in the team room, we said, well, look, we're going to, we're going to send our two New Zealanders out because we're going to, you know, they're going to lose. They're going to come in and cook us lunch, have lunch ready for when they get back. <laughs> they, they, they took it so personally. They were like two bulldogs, Diane. And I know you know about bulldogs. They, they, <laughs> they were like two bulldogs with a toy and they came in with a point. And that was basically all she wrote. We, we uh, went on a tear at yeah. uh, Royal Well, you won 20 and a half to 11 and a half, which was amazing. And um, for you, I've been looking here, you were 36 years old at the time. You were 16th in the official world golf rankings. You know, obviously 98, we talk about um, all the success you had in your career in the 90s. So this was like your heyday time. But your partner for all of your matches was Greg Norman and you guys just had an amazing week. Um, it has to be a little bit weird because obviously we have this live controversy that's rolling on in the, the guys that have signed with live and notably for the international side, Cameron Smith is the guy, but they're not allowed to compete in the President's Cup. It has to be kind of strange for Greg Norman to be sitting there when he was part of, of history for the international side. Yeah, I think I listened today and I thought about some of the players that aren't there at the tournament this week and particularly guys like Greg Norman, Nick Price, Vijay Singh. I saw some of the highlights and going back to that 98 event, playing with Greg Norman in a match in Australia is just ridiculous. I mean, it's like Tiger Woods when he when he played with the crowd sizes and the president of the United States was there, George Bush, the prime minister of Australia were following inside the ropes in some of the matches. We played a Saturday match, Diane, which was the, the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of against the reigning three-time World Cup champions, Freddie Couples and Davis Love, in a four-ball match in the afternoon at Royal Melbourne between Greg Norman and I and those two. And I think we had something like 15 birdies and an eagle out of 16 holes to beat them one up, going uh, two and one on the 17th hole. It was one of the most amazing matches, and we were lucky to get away with that one. But... Um, you know, that was a different time. Things have changed and there's so much controversy in the golf now. And I wonder if this event, you know, the legitimacy of this event, will it be able to hold together? Will the international team this week be able to pull a decent effort enough because of the depth of this team? The international team is not as deep. We have players on the team that have just been there for three weeks. We've got three or four South Koreans. There's always a little bit of... Um, uh, you know, there's always a little bit of in the clubhouse whether or not we can communicate exactly the way we want to. Uh, for example, when we were in Australia, Craig Parry with uh, Shigeki Mariamo, Peter Thompson said, whatever Craig Parry tells you to do on this golf course, you do it. Tell the interpreter, tell him that. And he, <laughs> said, he said, I will. So, um, well, look, Trevor Immelman, he's, he's an experienced player, Masters champion. He knows what he's up against. But I look down the list, Diane, at the American team and, and, and so many natural combinations when you look at their team as far as who's going to play together. And it's just very daunting, I would think. Yeah, and um, the first paintings are going to be announced on Wednesday at noon. Um, just quickly before we move on from 98, and you know, maybe because the legitimacy of the President's Cup has been in question over the last couple of weeks, just because of the fact that you know, if the world's best players aren't all playing, you know, obviously Europeans don't count right now. But, you know, 
how how legitimate is a President's Cup, but where does it rank for you? That victory, obviously the only victory the international side has had against Team USA, where does that rank for you in career highlights? Well, very rarely do you think of trophy ceremonies when you think of uh, wins. I don't. I, I tend to think more of the week and how much fun we had that week and all the camaraderie we had on that pass. And, we, you know, it's more of the, of the experience you had you know, at the event. Now, we were on the wrong side of that shoe three other times and I was played in four President's Cups. That wasn't any fun at all. So it was great <laughs> to win uh, that one in Melbourne. It, it was a, you know, like I said, this this tournament is very lopsided on the uh, total scoring and it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out this week. Will this event be able to get stronger from here or not? Yeah, I think that's the the question on everyone's lips and um, we will see how it goes down this week. Right, we're going to run through the teams then. Um, Do you want to start with the international side or the US side? It's up to you. Uh, Let's go with the let's go with the international team. Okay. You want to read them or you want me to? I'll I'll do the internationals. Okay, you go for it. They're they're your guys. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well, we got four. For South Koreans, some JM, terrific player. Probably I ranked him, and and he was the, the the best striker of the golf ball from tee to green this year. Fairways hit, greens and hit, and chipping. So that was great. Tom Kim, who's a young young guy who just won at Greensboro his first win. So that's gonna be it's gonna be tough on him this week. Hideki Matsuyama, although I said South Korean, he is probably the premier player, Masters champion, uh, Japanese player. Uh, KH Lee, tremendous player. And Siwoo Kim, all these guys, uh, fantastic hitters of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the combination is going to be? I, I would be very surprised if we didn't see two Koreans playing together just from just because they know their games very well. Corey Connors from uh, Canada and Taylor Pendrith. Mike Weir's been brought in to sort of captain those guys. Christian Wiesenhout, you play it better than me. You were waiting for me to mess that up today. <laughs> Thank you. Mito Pereira could have been the current PGA. Okay. Mito Pereira. <laughs> Mito Pereira could have been the current PGA champion at Southern Hills without a just a slight miss hit on 18 into the creek. Diane cost him a double bogey. Sebastian Munoz, terrific player. Cam Davis and Adam Scott, the Aussies at the end. Um, Diane, it makes me almost like cringe when I'm not even knowing the correct pronunciation of some of our players. That's how young our team is. That's how inexperienced we are. Well, you know, it's fair to say, I'm just looking at the overall betting odds for each team. The international team are plus 750 to win. Team USA is minus 700 to win. So that um, that kind of tells you 20 to 1 if you think it's going to be a draw again. Very difficult situation. First team to 15 and a half points wins the President's Cup. But you're right, a very young team when it comes to experience. And we had a look at the, the record of past President's Cups. And we have Sun JM and we have Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Scott, obviously the, the uh, overwhelming veteran. And that's really it. Everyone else, they're, they're, uh, they're, this is all going to be new to them. Which... There's two sides to it. Like maybe it's a 
case of they're going to step up to the plate and they maybe ignorance is bliss it's a good thing not to know what they're heading into um but <laughs> as you say we're playing it on a big course with quail hollow they know they know what they're heading into <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also had a look at their best finishes around Quail Hollow. Hideki Matsuyama has finished fifth here before. Adam Scott has finished third. That's kind of it. <laughs> That's really, even Sun JM, his best finish at Quail was T31. So we don't have a huge amount of past performance when it comes to President's Cup and these team events. And we don't have a huge amount of it, of experience and great results around the course so nothing is on the side of the international team let's be real about it yeah i mean when you get into these team events um and you have the caliber of players that are trying to win a point together either in four ball or foursome you know that you could put a team together and win a point you could do that it could happen absolutely anyone could do it you and i could have a day and win a point off maybe not the US team but anyway um, point being it's the depth that's going to cost the international team the chance to pick up a win this week Diane uh, the US team I don't even know how you put them out I don't even know who you leave sitting at home uh, each day when you start to you know look down their list why don't you introduce that team it's almost the same team with a couple more strengths yeah. uh, than, than you had at Whistling Straits I will. And Siwoo Kim, he's played in a President's Cup before as well, just before we move on. Right, well, looking at the US team, are you ready for this? Because it is jam-packed. We have Xander Shoffley, who is one of the hottest players in the world right now when you look at how he's been performing lately. Cameron Young making his rookie appearance, but after the way that he's... Rookie of the year. Yeah, and especially the way that he's played in, in the majors, then, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Scotty Scheffler, I mean, <laughs> doesn't really need much introduction. You had made a great point to me yesterday that he was a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup last September, and look what has happened to him since then. So, wild. Slightly, con slight, slightly controversial back then, by the way, where they were saying, oh, we should have picked Kevin Nah to be instead of Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Remember that <laughs> when Nah had a nice uh, tour championship and they, the people were saying, oh, Scheffler doesn't deserve it. He's got a loose swing and his feet move all over the place. And I don't think he should go to Whistling Straits and look at us now. Here we go. Justin Thomas, who won the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow in 17. Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantley. Tony Finau, again, looking at Cantley and Finau, guys that have been in great form lately. Billy Horschel, huge honour for him to be playing for Team USA, and you know that he's just going to relish every second of this. Sam Burns, Max Homa, who just won last week at the Fortinet and has won the Wales Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow before too. Jordan Spieth and Kevin Kisner, again, another one who is... Match play uh, champion. Match, mm -hmm. match play champion, yeah. world match play champion. Always thrives in this kind of environment. He's like the, the Ian Poulter in that sense. But again, for Kisner to be part of Team USA, he was, you know, there was rumours that he was maybe a little bit overlooked for the um, Ryder Cup US team as well in the form that he had been in right about that time. So their team is utterly stacked. There is, there's no two ways about it. Um, 
they're stacked with guys that are the world's best, that are in great form, that have winning form around this course. And triple whammy. The triple whammy. <laughs> yeah, it could be a quadruple whammy. <laughs> they have everything going for them. So it's um yeah, I mean, and, they team, and they have team experience. When I look at that yeah. board, it's very easy for me to to see two great friends playing together, Thomas and Speed. In a match, and it's easy to see Xander Schauffele will play with Patrick Cantlay, two of the best two players, and that's without even using your number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. Um, I don't even know how you put these teams together for Davis Lowe. That's going to be his his trick. Um, I mean, I think there's some very obvious paintings. I think you would definitely put Xander and Patrick Cantlay together. They're, they had the Ryder Cup thing going on they're really good friends um on and off the course i think the, the would you do jordan Smith and justin thomas together for sure yeah for sure yeah. i don't know you know the only the only thing that could happen in this match diane would be that davis love knows how lopsided this is and he may play some rookies early to see if he can does he does he actually have a an ounce of fiber in his body where he would like to see this close after a few days because he could you and I talked about how this thing may start and it's foursomes match, meaning they only play one ball between two players. And I look at our, our players, um, you know, and you start to think of good drivers of the ball, like Adam Scott, he'll probably get out there. Um, maybe with Cam Davis, the Australians, I don't know if it'll be a, you know, match up with the, uh, with the, with the countries playing together, meaning, uh, you know, the Canadians might tee off together, et cetera. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, we'll see him for sure. The only strategy that I can think of that, that, that Trevor Immon must imply, and if he was listening, which he won't, uh, would be he's got to take his best players and put them out first. Yes. The only chance he has is he's got to have his absolute top teams first off to try to beat. Maybe he puts, maybe Davis plays some of his real guns in the back of the of the first day just to kind of solidify everything and maybe put a few rookies out front. If we can put our best players up forward and get a couple of points, it could push the energy of the team up somewhat. It's still a massive mountain, Diane, but if he sits back and puts his best players in the back, Trevor Ullman, it's over because the guys up front are going to get smoked. Okay. Um, let's look at the format quickly. So Thursday, as you said, is foursomes or alternate shot. There's going to be five foursomes matches on Thursday. Friday's four ball or best ball. Again, another five matches on Friday. On Saturday, there's going to be four foursomes in the morning and then four four ball matches in the afternoon and then Sunday is the big day <laughs> where we have 12 singles matches and I don't think it really matters what has happened before that i.e if the international team do start hot I think that when it comes to those singles matches on Sunday it I mean on paper it looks like it's going to be a, a US whitewash but we'll see but I think that by the time it gets to Sunday, we're going to be looking to to wrap this up pretty quickly, let's be honest. Yeah. And it's interesting <clears throat> when we talk about this course, it's so beautiful behind you there, Diane. They've changed the routing of this course. It's very interesting. The his history of the President's Cup tells us that most of the matches are over on the 15th or 16th hole. So his, that's, his history says that. So they've tweaked this course. I'm looking at the most beautiful hole you've ever seen there, number seven right behind you, a par five that everybody would be able to go for in two. A lot of drama will be there. But the green mile, Diane, 16, 17, and 18, 
they want that in play. So once you play seven, that little hole behind you, and number eight, the short, drivable par four, a lot of action could go on there. Instead of going to the ninth, they jump over and they play the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, all the way around. So the 18th hole normally will now be the 16th where historically everything finishes. So we will get to see uh, those last three holes. And then if there's anything left after that, they'll go back and play 10, 11, and number nine will be the new routing. So very interesting the way they've done it. But look, Quail Hollow sets up, as I just said there, that one you can drive, uh, go on in two par five. The next hole, number eight, there is a drivable par four. There's another one on the back nine. There's par five. There's going to be birdies. There's going to be great shots all over. There's no rough. The U.S. had the opportunity to set this course up. Davis Love is selected to keep the rough down so his team can smoke it off the tee and make birdies everywhere. And that's that's the prerogative. That's the way this that's the way this team works when you have the home court of home field advantage. Yeah, and it is a, a big hitter's course and um, that's definitely a strength of the US team. So, the, as you say, they're going to utilise that. But when we see the Wells Fargo Championship played in May, weather's obviously very different, you know, now looking at the end of September. So, um, what impact is that going to have on the course? I was reading about the, the Bermuda rough, as you say, they're not going to play the rough up so much. But, you know, I read that the greens are going to be playing pretty firm and fast. Yeah, I think I, my friend Steve Rintoul, rules official, said the course is absolutely mint. It's just it's just the best it's ever been. So I think Thursday is the first day of fall, and I don't think of another place in the United States in the in the South in the fall when it can be better, prettier, drier, little chill in the air, maybe. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be you know, Quail is one of the greatest courses ever to 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 either play or to watch golf. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a few little... I was looking at the odds because obviously, as we said, the Team USA are minus 700 to win and the internationals are plus 750. So it's not like we can give picks out right now. But there was a few lines that I wanted to get your opinion on. You did say that if you were the captain, you would stack Thursday. So you would have best guys coming out hot in the hope of getting some very valuable points on the board. For the internationals to lead after day one, they're plus three fifty. Do you like those odds? No, I don't. <laughs> I need a lot more than that. Well, you know, when I look at when I look at our team, Diane, and I think, okay, if I'm going to go with my prediction, I'm going to take my three most experienced players on my team, uh, which would be Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion. He will be on a team, and Hideki will be picking the guy that he wants to with with Trevor Immelman, of course, probably saying, hey, I think this is my best bet right here, this guy, whoever that is. Um, Adam Scott with another Masters champion will probably be another group, and he could be with the young uh, Cam Davis, great putter. Adam, of course, is probably one of the premier drivers of the golf ball. He'll be teeing off uh, probably we'd want him on the odd holes now because the 18th is a odd hole. Um, And then my third player, I'm kind of struggling with, I'd say it's some JM would be the best striker on the team. And he would probably play with a, another Korean player of his choose choosing to, you know, when you think of Trevor Immelman and he put three teams together out of the five matches in the morning to get two and a half points, Diane, could we get a push out of the, the morning match? I mean, that's, that's where we're at on this. Now look at it from the other way around. Whew. 
Davis Love could set it up to win there all five. I mean, this just <laughs> depends depends how it's uh, how we're looking here. Yeah. Well, if you like Adam Scott to be the top point scorer for the international team, he's plus six fifty. Those are slightly better odds. Um, is there anyone else that you're looking at on the international team that you think is in good form, could go out there and, and be the kind of champion of the team? Well, you know, when, what you really need in, in, um, in cup matches is you, got, you, you need really top pressure putters. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always got to make a three-footer or you're going to make a 20-footer to win a hole. And, you know, I'm not a negative person, as you know, but Al, and I've got the stats in front of me, I don't have a lot of green on my board. Now, there's some great putters on the U.S. team. You know, Xander's number eight, yeah. um, Scheffler's number four. Thomas is number three. Sam Burns is number five. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Sam Burns. I mean, he won three times this year, and we haven't, we've just blown by him. It's like he's not even on the team. But the best putter on our team up there is 34th, which is uh, Adam Scott, which I would say that's an anomaly. He's not the 34th putter on tour, and Cam Davis. Mm-hmm. So everyone else, or 37th up here at Tom Kim, and he's only, only got stats for like 30 rounds. So. Yeah. We are not stacked with putters on our no. team. We're stacked with more sort of, I want to say, mid-range. Uh, you mentioned Tom Kim, and we obviously saw him get his win. You know, he's so young. He has Ricky Fowler's old caddy on his bag this week, Joe Scoveron, which I thought was quite a cool touch because obviously Joe has been so used to playing on Team USA for so many Ryder Cups, President's Cups. So he's got good experience to help one of the young international rookies when it comes to playing in this format and especially playing on a course that he knows well. Yeah. And, you know, anytime you can have someone on your team that's going to help you or, you know, make you feel better, there's a lot of pressure in President's Cups, Ryder Cups, and it's very intense, you know, when you get started. Um, once you get out there, it's golf is golf and you got to play, you got to hit shots. And, you know, that's what, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, this is, you know, I don't know if there's ever been an over more overmatched match in yeah. golf, and that's and that's being dead truthful. Like I said at the top of the show, I could take the European Ryder Cup team and the Live Golf Tour and squish it all together and probably put up a, a, a really good fight against this American team, honestly. Yeah, and this American team, similar to the team that we saw at the Ryder Cup, they're a young team with a huge amount of potential to dominate for a long, long time. You're going to have some heartbreak over this team. I'm looking at uh, your Europeans are going to have some heartbreak over this. (laughs) That'll be another show. Another show, exactly. Right, Elk, thank you. So President's Cup kicks off on Thursday. I was all ready for it to be a three-day thing, but unlike the Ryder Cup, we get four days of President's Cup action at Quail Hollow. And then next week, we'll be back with our normal tour report to talk about the Sanderson Farms as we go with week two of the new PGA Tour season. Podcast Network.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 